This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Thursday the 21st of December. In your Squiz today, a global trade route is under threat, Ukraine appeals for more funding, Donald Trump's campaign hits a rocky spot, and a mild Christmas day. This is your Squiz today. Claire, we start this morning back in the Middle East. Yesterday, Australia joined our major allies like the European Union and NATO to condemn attacks by Houthi rebels on international oil and cargo ships that have been passing through the Red Sea. And before we get into Australia's position on this, let's start on who the Houthis are and what those attacks are about. Yeah, so the Houthis are from Yemen. They're backed and armed by Iran and they've been on one side of Yemen and civil war that has been going on for nearly a decade. The United Nations has called it one of the world's worst humanitarian crises. So it's been a really big deal over a long period of time. Um, The Houthis, who are very anti-Western, have been using drones and anti-ship missiles to target those commercial ships in the Red Sea, which is a really tight stretch of water between Africa and the Middle East. They've also seized control of a cargo ship. They did that in late November. They say, that those attacks are in response to Israel's war on Hamas and they say that they won't stop until Israel's military action does. And the big problem is, of course, that the Red Sea is part of a critical trade route. Reports say about 12% of global trade goes through there and that includes 30% of global container traffic. And it's a part of the world where a lot of oil is produced and shipped from, and that's seen BP stop sending its ships through the region. Yeah, so analysts say get set for fuel price spikes around the globe, and there are plenty of questions about what the problem means for the global economy more broadly. Uh, To deal with that threat, the United States government is putting together a multi-nation task force to try and protect those ships in the region. Australia has been asked to join that, and look, we don't know if one of our naval ships will be sent over there to try and keep that trade route open. The United States made that request a couple of weeks ago and the Albanese government hasn't said yes. So what analysts are saying is it's as good as a no without actually creating a scene. But we are supporting diplomatic efforts to try and keep that trade route open. And Claire, just to update on what's happening with the Israel-Hamas conflict this week too, US officials and international diplomats are in talks about a fresh vote on a ceasefire at the UN Security Council. They're pursuing that after the General Assembly vote last week that Australia supported. And it's notable because there are steps that the Security Council can take to enforce it. At the moment, they're trying to get the resolution's wording right to prevent the US from vetoing it again. Speaking of wars, Claire, it's hard to believe but Russia's war on Ukraine is getting close to the two-year mark and it's well and truly taking its toll financially. 
Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky faces funding setbacks from both the US and the European Union. So he's fronted a press conference in Kyiv and he really used it to rally support. He says that his country isn't losing the war. Neither Russia nor Ukraine has made much progress on the ground this year. But what the analysts say is that when it comes to the death toll, about 315,000 Russian fighters and at least 24,500 Ukrainian soldiers and civilians have died since the war started. So it's a huge personal toll. Zelensky said yesterday that Ukraine is running low on ammunition and also that his military commanders want 500,000 extra fighters to push Russia back over the border. Yeah, but reports say that Ukraine's ability to make progress in the war is basically impossible without more Western funding. Zelensky is still hopeful that more is on the way, though. He says, I think we will not be betrayed by our partners. He also hasn't ruled out peace talks with Russia, but he says that they're not currently feasible. It's always nice to have a catch up with your neighbours at this time of year. And yesterday, PM Anthony Albanese and New Zealand's newly minted leader, Christopher Luxon, had their first in-person chinwag as national leaders in Sydney. And Claire, the pair were off to a flying start because they know each other from their so-called aviation nerd days. <laughs> yeah, and that's <laughs> because Albanese was the transport minister in the Rudd-Gillard-Rudd governments and Luxon is a former boss of Air New Zealand, so they do have a bit of a past. Uh, yesterday they had other things, though, to talk about other than recount stories from those days. <laughs> that included how Australia and New Zealand can work together more on defence and security Security in the Indo-Pacific region. And also a perennial item on the agenda is how Aussies and Kiwis can travel and live and work in the other country. Yeah, Luxon has lived in Australia in the past and yesterday he welcomed steps that Albanese has taken to make it easier for Kiwis to gain Australian citizenship. He said, just putting it out there, I think they're probably your best migrants. Yeah, of course. We love our cousin bros. <laughs> Claire, we didn't have this one on our 2023 US politics bingo card, but Donald Trump has been banned from running for president in the state of Colorado. Yeah, and that happened with a court ruling in the state that came out yesterday. This goes back to the 14th Amendment, and Alice, I'm not going to test you on what the 14th Amendment <laughs> of the United States Constitution says. Uh, it bans people from office if they've engaged in insurrection and in a 4-3 decision, Colorado Supreme Court yesterday decided that Trump had done that uh, on the 6th of January in 2021 when his supporters rioted on the Capitol in Washington, D.C. And if you're wondering what Colorado has to do with it, America's system of voting for a president means that each state has its own rules. But analysts say that the Colorado ruling could be applied to the whole country or quashed entirely. That's because the case will land in the nation's Supreme Court, which is where Trump's legal team has promised to bring an appeal. The weather forecasts for Christmas Day are in, and maybe it's a present from El Nino that it's not going to be stinking hot. No, quite the opposite, in fact. So to go around the grounds in Hobart, it's going to be 
18 degrees and cloudy. Adelaide, where you are, mm-hmm. Alice, 24 <laughs> degrees and cloudy. And actually, it's going to be exactly the same in Canberra. Uh, Sydney, 26 degrees and cloudy. Melbourne, 21 degrees and cloudy. And then it warms up a bit. Brisbane's heading to 32 and cloudy. And Darwin, <laughs> 35 degrees. And you guessed it, cloudy. Perfect for people who love cloudy weather then, Claire. <laughs> and across some of those cities, there's a good chance of rain too. So maybe look into that and have a wet weather contingency plan if you're playing host this year. I reckon the place to be on Monday is Perth though, Claire. It's 32 and partly cloudy, but just a 5% chance of rain. I reckon maybe that's the place to book a flight to. You probably have to pay a million bucks for it, but I reckon <laughs> it's probably a really good place to be. Yeah, sounds good to me. <laughs> Quiz the day, Claire. What's on today? Well, it's gravy day, so a nod to you if you observe <laughs> Paul Kelly-related events. Uh, but if you can't tell that we're counting down to Christmas, just want to point you in the direction of Squiz Kids. They've got some <laughs> fabulous content coming out across the holidays. Uh, the podcast episode that I want to call out is their Jokeathon, which is out now. It's a selection of jokes that have been sent in by the kids of Australia. So if you've got a road trip with kids aged about 8 to 12, pop it on and it's a guaranteed hit. Yeah, good one. You can find that by searching for Squiz Kids in your podcasting app. And that's us done for today. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.